Soon after you were born, your parents brought you home from the hospital and planned for a special event where they would dress you in a white gown, bring you to church, and surrounded by your family, would have you sprinkled with holy water. This was your infant baptism. But what is baptism and what does the Bible actually say about it? That's our conversation today on Apples and Oranges, where we compare what the world believes to what the Bible teaches. Great job, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> After the sixth take. <laughs> Welcome back to Apples and Oranges. Mm -hmm. This is season two, episode six. Um, and we're excited to talk to all of you today. Um, and we're going to get into some things regarding our faith. That is outstanding. Ashley, before, you know, you're going to get into this whole, just a quick reminder thing, right? Like this, this season, we tried to make it a little bit, A, more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and B, we tried to make sure that we are, we are reminding our listeners that it is up to them to research on their own the topics we're talking about, right? Yes. Why, mm -hmm. why are we doing that? Uh, we're doing that because there's a lot of people that go on the internet and just say things and then lead people the wrong way. Yeah, they just kind of vomit their ideas, their like thoughts. A lot of people could just have a podcast today. <laughs> right. So, um, Like us. Look at us. I mean, yeah. this is a million-dollar production that goes on right here. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. And we say a lot from this pulpit or this platform or this, this whatever nice you call it. <laughs> Yeah, this nice table. We're not allowed to say where we got it from because then we would be sponsoring somebody. <laughs> not not good. So, right. So, so like we're trying to really remind our listeners that we're going to give you a biblical view mm -hmm. of the topic today, baptism, which you say you know nothing about. I know right? like a little bit about it. <laughs> right. You know a little but bit about it. not a lot. It. And so what's this game we do? Um, so we're doing Spot the Lie. Spot the Lie. Where throughout our conversation, one of us tells a lie, and then our listeners are supposed to email us at yep. aliveagaine at gmail.com. Yep. And they will receive some type of merchandise, like these water bottles or a mug or T-shirt or something like that. Yeah, we um, couldn't display the mugs today. We, I don't know where they went, they, they went to. No, no mugs today. So, um, yeah. So we have... People write in and tell us what the lie is that we've told in our conversation. And it's just kind of to to um, get people to engage in our conversation with us. And so far, it has proven to be, uh, we've gotten some pretty good responses. Yeah. Before we jump into the topic, we want to congratulate Deborah Delatush, Janan Morris, Maria Lucia, and Karen Gnow for uh, sending us their thoughts on Spot the Lie to Alive Again ne at gmail.com mm -hmm. and so um, these four are winners um, of the first four episodes yes they were able to spot the lie they they sent us an email one of them actually also commented because you can comment on our on the youtube channel mm -hmm. um, for those that are listening to spotify drop us an email alive again ne at gmail.com if you're watching and list uh, and listening on youtube you could always just put the lie uh, in the comment section. So yeah, so Deborah Delatus, Jeanne Morris, Maria Lucia, and Karen Gonneau, you're going to get one of these tumblers. We're going to surprise you with the color, uh, whether it's black, whether it's red or orange. I've actually been talking to my co-host, like we're apples and oranges, but yet we got a black tumbler. So <laughs> we, we may change this out and get an orange tumbler. Uh, but congratulations for spotting the lie. 
Good job, and thank you. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about baptism. Yeah, so how, I don't, like, help me understand you know nothing about baptism. Or tell, help me no, understand so like what know, you do know about baptism. So I know that when you're a baby, like you said in our opener, like many people just know I, that well, you, get, you get baptized as a baby. Yeah, I just want to say that I was not put in a white gown, okay? I just want to clarify that. Really? But yeah. that is popular. Like, people get a white outfit. Yeah, a white outfit I was in, not yeah. a gown. Oh, okay. No gown. Well, yes. Whatever. But, okay. But so I know that as a baby you get baptized because... Your family wants to, like, dedicate you to God or whatever. Right. Right? Yes. Um, well, that's what I know anyway. So right. I could be wrong. <laughs> well, we're going to get into a little bit more about that today. Again, because we're not trying to drag these topics out very long, we're about, we want to give, right, like we want to give the world's view. Then we want to give the biblical principles. We want to give some scripture. So we're only going to really scratch the surface for this. Yeah. So I, I think that it's really important to give this reference, crosswalk.com. Go to crosswalk.com, put in the uh, search field there, um, baptisms, what is it, meaning and definition, and you'll be able to find a lot more about this topic uh, based off of, um, or, or I guess complemented by what we're going to say here today. Mm -hmm. So what does the world have to say about baptism, uh, so in your opinion? You, you did very good. Yeah, basically kind of what I said, yeah, you're, you're, baptized, you're baptized as a baby, so... Like yep. you're good. That's your baptism. <laughs> Do you could you want to take a guess as as to why you were baptized as a baby, at, or at at a baby's age? Why did that start? Um, my guess is because you're all innocent and pure at that time. <laughs> no. Good try, though. Um, people, <laughs> or, or maybe because... Um, you know, we should do a podcast like you're, on like that. Like, you're just... Because um, we're not innocent and pure as babies. That's you're very You're just coming interesting. into the world, so you're yeah. not as affected by the world around you, though. Yeah. So, no, so that's, I, that's what I mean by pure. It's yeah. like you, you haven't been tainted as much with yeah. the, with the um, evilness. That's really great. I think we should do a podcast about that one day. Because the people... people do have a misrepresentation of a baby as a child and purity like that but what they don't remember is that anybody born of the blood of human and uh, of man and woman is automatically born with sin nature yeah so that's fa fascinating yeah but as you get older you you're able to actually express those feelings like so yeah. as a baby you can't and so oh like, really I mean, you didn't find your baby deviant <laughs> and, and destructive. Well, now I do, but she's getting older. She's one. Yeah. She's one years old. So that happened pretty quick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting off topic. I mean, as you get older, you just get, you start to be more aware of the world around you. Yeah. And it just affects you. I wonder if the, when the baby is in the mother's womb and it kicks you and, and like, that when Serena was pregnant, she would lift her shirt up and you could see the baby's footprint on the belly. Uh -huh. And like, I want out of here. I want out of here. Yeah. Like, I wonder if that's sin nature. No. Or they is don't that, know. That's just human nature. They just want to get out of the womb. Yeah. They're not trying to hurt anybody. They don't really know what's going on. They, right. So maybe that's their only way to communicate. Yeah, they're just moving. They're just moving. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are uh, some of the other... Sorry, sorry for our listener. We kind of <laughs> just kind of got off a rabbit trail there. So what are some of the other things that the world says about what baptism is? Um, what do I have? To be... You have to be fully immersed or it doesn't count. Or it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? It doesn't count. I don't really 
interesting now. Like, okay. I guess, like, fully underwater? Yeah. Right. So there's... Right. Okay. So that's Wait, so interesting. Wait, so as a baby, are you not fully underwater? Usually, so? no. Usually the... They dump it on your head or something. The, yeah, the priest or the pastor, or the, the mom or the dad, or maybe even the godparents hold the child, uh, and then usually their head is put over, like, a basin, and then they... Uh, they put water kind of like the forehead back so it doesn't go in the eyes of the baby but it, it touches their forehead and kind of just you know rolls off the back of their head hmm, does that count yeah. there are some others there there <laughs> I don't know if that counts. there are some others that that um rather than immersing um you fully they will sprinkle water um on the individual uh so um I, that's what we're talking about there some people believe um, that you have to be fully immersed in order for baptism to count. Um, yep. So that's very interesting. Um, some people say Christianity is made up, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There's that one. Yeah, that's that's a real good one. So um, I think where we want to go first with baptisms uh, is uh, is the you know Matthew chapter 3 verse 33 through 7 uh, verse 13 and through 17 Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 3 verse 13 through 17 and this is really one of the first places in the new testament that we see baptism um, this is uh, you know in, i'm just going to kind of improvise for those of you that are listening or watching you can go hopefully you got your bible there with you Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 through 17 and this is where where you know uh, there's this man he's in the wilderness uh, and he's he's shouting um, you know, be baptized, uh, and uh, this man's name is John the Baptist, mm-hmm. um, and he, so he's standing in the wilderness. He eats locusts uh, for lunch and for dinner. It's, uh, it's actually a rather nutritious meal, um, I'm told. Uh, I would never eat it, but he's out there, and uh, and so that's where um, all of a sudden uh, repent and and be baptized for the kingdom of God is 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 on its way. And then off in the distance, he sees a man walking toward him. And that's where this story picks up. Do you know the story? What happens after John the Baptist sees this man? Who is this man, first of all? Is it Jesus? It's Jesus, yeah. Boy, if she got that wrong. <laughs> it's Jesus, right. So, so I'm rusty at this, but right. I don't know if I've... I think I read this. Yeah, we read it when you, we went, you know we went over so some I material. I probably read it six million times. Did you just wake up? <laughs> because I feel like you're waking up. Actually, I need to go to sleep. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. It's like four o'clock and it's my crash time. It's actually time. five o'clock. No, my four, four o'clock is my crash time. Oh, I see. So I'm just barely making it right now. I got you. But, yes. But. Um, yeah, so it is Jesus. Jesus walks and then the bird comes down, right? The bird. Yeah, it's like it's a, a giant. Dove, a dove. It's a giant eagle comes <laughs> down, swoops down, and picks him up. A dove comes down. <laughs> it's a dove, right? And so it says this, Matthew chapter three, verse thirteen through seventeen. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. To be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, "I need to be baptized by you." Mm-hmm. And I remember. Do that. you come to me? Jesus replied, let it, uh, let it be so. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove 
There you go. You got it right. Yeah, I know. Not a giant hawk or... I know. Yeah. yeah descending like a dove and uh, alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, who I love. With him, I am pleased. I am well oh. pleased. <laughs> okay. I am well pleased. Um, and so uh, here is the image of uh, Jesus being baptized. And this is the, where we get the whole idea of being fully immersed in water because he's, he's in the River Jordan. And this is where John is, is putting pe- dunking people mm-hmm. in the water. Okay. Okay. And so um, from, you know, Israel is God's people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into that. You can read that for yourself in Genesis, the whole conversation that God has with Abraham um, and Sarah. Uh, they, they're the chosen people of God. And from, uh, from uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, I think it's actually Genesis chapter 3, when God creates Adam and Eve, all the way through to Jesus' baptism, God is talking to his people, continually talking to his people. Um, and so here Jesus gets baptized and, uh, God talks to his people and says, Hey, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Why do you think that that's significant? Why do I think that's significant? Yeah. What Um, is, what, what does God's people eventually do to Jesus? They crucify him. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's important because they don't listen to God when he speaks. <laughs> That's exactly right. They don't listen to God when he speaks. They miss that God says, this is my son. Mm-hmm. And instead, they take him to the cross and they crucify him. They don't take him to the cross right there and then. They do yeah. it a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. But this is really the beginning of Jesus's ministry life. Jesus is somewhere around 30 years old when this takes place. Um, And after this moment, when that dove comes down from heaven, representation of what? What's the dove a representation of? The Holy Spirit. Right, that's right, Ashley. (laughs) The Holy Spirit. Right, the dove. I was going to say something different. (laughs) No, what were you going to say? Dove candy bar? I was going to say love. Love. Well, uh, you would be partially right in in that. Um, but the the dove is a representation of the Holy Spirit coming upon Jesus. Okay. Okay. And so, um, so this is this is really important. Yeah. Because after Jesus um, is connected with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. Jesus then goes and and really um, moves forward his ministry life. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So. This is a good question that we that we have Far that, away. that I feel like we do need to talk about because, um, okay, so the question is, do you need to be baptized in order to be saved? Okay. And I don't think that's true, but, okay. but I feel like it's important. <laughs> right. So like, I don't know. Okay, well, let's, let's stay right where we're at with Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, and let's ask this one question. Okay. John the Baptist was saying, repent Mm -hmm. and be saved. Right? Yeah. So here's where some of that confusion may come in. Was Jesus 
a sinful man? No. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? <laughs> he didn't sin. <laughs> okay. He didn't sin, but let's go back from a couple minutes earlier when we talked about the baby. Uh-huh. And the baby is born with sin nature. Okay, Jesus wasn't born with sin nature. Why? Because he's the son of God. <laughs> okay, he's the son of God. And because he wasn't born of our bloodline. Uh, uh, why? Yes, you're, you go, keep going. Jesus, who's is Jesus' mother? Mary. Who's Jesus' father? Jesus was born of a virgin. <laughs> Very good. So Jesus' biological father is God, yes. the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Jesus' worldly father is Joseph. Yes. Right? So because he's born without sin nature, mm-hmm. then why does he need to be baptized? Well, then he, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. So it's, an, it's a representation that baptism is not a cleansing or it's not, it's, it's not because you um, need to repent. Because Jesus wasn't a sinful man. Okay. Jesus didn't need to be baptized, right? So the, uh, the intent of the... Uh, where, where am I at here in my notes? Um, so if John was baptizing for repentance and Jesus was without sin, why would he have to be baptized? That's what we're talking about here. Jesus' meaning in Matthew 3.15 wasn't a statement that baptism is necessary for salvation, nor that he needed to repent of anything. The intent of the Jewish people regarding baptism was to signify their readiness to follow God. It signifies their readiness to follow God. And so very similar to us, baptism is a representation that signifies that we are ready to follow God. So why do we do as babies? Very good question. Infant baptism arose from the teaching of some very early 2nd and 3rd century church fathers. That baptism washes away your sins. sins. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why when the baby's born, whether we think the baby is cute and nice and giggling, blah, 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 the, the baby really is a sinful creature, mm-hmm. a very evil creature. And so very early on in the church life, the, the, the founding fathers of certain denominational faiths said, let's have them baptized as a baby to wash away their sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. That meant that if you died without being baptized, when you died with your sins unforgiven, where would you go? Wait, say it again. So if you, if baptism meant repentance, so that's why let's baptize babies as soon as we can to wash away their sins. If we didn't baptize them, that meant that they still had sin. And if they died, where would they go? Would they go to hell? They would go right to hell. Right. Because but God can't be in the presence of unrighteousness. Yeah, but a baby can't can't say, "Oh, I f- forgive my sins." Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep, yep. So you can't do it for them. That's exactly right. So being sprinkled or having water poured over your head when you were an infant or too young to understand misses the point of baptism. Oh, I'm I'm really glad we had this conversation because everyone keeps asking me, "Are you going to baptize Lorelai?" And I'm like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So the Bible. If is it like 
like everybody keeps asking me if I'm going to baptize her because like I was baptized and I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to baptize her because mm-hmm. for some reason we had, I don't know if we talked about this or someone said something about it in church, but I was like, oh, I want to get baptized again Yep. because like I actually know about God now. Okay. Like I didn't when I was a baby, so I had no idea. You know about God now? <laughs> Somewhat. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Like more than what I did, I have an understanding. Yes, you do. But like a baby, you know a lot about God. You you know a lot about Him. But as a baby, you have no idea. So it's like you're not really like. But I guess not knowing (laughs) why you get baptized is also a huge thing. Like, why do you get baptized? That's exactly right. And so you know, I don't want to again reminding everybody out there: do your own research, do your own studies. Crosswalks.com is a great resource for you to do this because we're not, we, I, don't, I certainly don't want to tear down anyone's faith or belief or understanding. Um, as I grew up as a Christian, uh, I, I started out in a certain denomination that baptized children at the, you know, when they were babies, sprinkling mm-hmm. water on. Uh, and I went through a couple of other of their, um, of what I'll call rituals or steps, um, you know, things like confirmation and, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but now what a lot of Christians are doing is they're actually dedicating their babies mm-hmm. around the time of birth. And that really is the parents showing the world that they're going to raise their child in a Christian home. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's the only thing I was going to say is like, well, I was baptized as a baby. So I feel like it's a good thing, though, because maybe I wouldn't be where I am right now. Right. So these are really like I was brought up in in a in a Christian yeah. home. A Christian so I setting. was I was able to receive the word somehow. Right. So these are very they're they're, they're really good aspect. They're really good um practices to follow but mm-hmm. we need to be true to the to the biblical principle of salvation baptism receiving the holy spirit uh, mm-hmm. the, because the reality is uh, if a baby after they're being sprinkled and baptized uh, passes away they are not clean yeah so mm-hmm. so we have we can we can go down that and have another argument about bapti- uh, babies going to heaven. Do they do they get in or don't they? Um, but uh, the Bible teaches That's a good one. that commitment to Christ always precedes baptism. Commitment to Christ always precedes baptism. If you weren't aware of submitting to the lordship of Christ, then it's impossible to think of your baptism as a personal commitment to Christ. It's basically so, an, yep, so that's what I was gonna say. It's like it's like new life when you come up out of the water. So right? it's an outward expression of an inner commitment and yes. a change. Mm-hmm. It's a, and it's an outward expression to the world. And when we usually when we baptize, we say down with our old nature, up with our new. Okay. Because from that moment on, we're making the commitment. That we are soldiers, ambassadors, stewards, forward movement, uh, change agents for Christ. So that's kind of how I knew uh, baptism. And that's why I said that I want to get baptized again. Because I felt that like this conversation that we just had, like you can't make that commitment when you're an infant. So does it really even count? (laughs) Right. Because again, remember God, God, our God is a, what would you do? It was evenly positioned here. 
for our, oh, you wanted a drink. Sorry, viewers. She wanted a drink. Oh, our display went bye-bye because like, she wanted a drink. So um, anyway, our God is a God of relationship. Our God is a God of love. Okay. Mm -hmm. he, he created Adam. He noticed Adam was lonely. And so out of Adam's side, out of the rib, he creates Eve because we're, he, he wants to be in relationship with us. So this topic, this matter of, um, of baptism and salvation is always a heart issue. It's always a heart issue. The baby, uh, when the baby is baptized, sprinkled on the head, doesn't, you know, I don't want to say they don't know God because I have a rather weird view. Like, I, I think babies, when they're born, are really closer to God um, because they're kind of coming out of heaven. It's it's not a biblical principle, by the way, but I just, <laughs> I just like to think that. Um, but it's like they don't know God. And so they're not making the commitment. They're, they're not making the commitment. And there will come a time in their life where they will be introduced to Jesus Christ. And they will have the opportunity to say, you know what? I want to follow him. I want to give my life over to Jesus. Um, or, they will, or they'll decide, no, this is hocus pocus. This is not true. It's, yeah, hocus pocus was a phrase that was used in the 80s, you know, when you were not around. Um, so it, it really is a matter of the heart. And again, baptism is really an outward display to the world that we're following Jesus. But again, don't miss the, um, I just want to say this first Peter chapter three, verse 21, uh, it says this, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Okay, so that's a powerful scripture right there that helps you unpack what really what this baptism is all about. But I want to make sure that we highlight one really important fact. When Jesus was baptized, when he was brought down and he was brought up, what came down from heaven? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And so, so some believe that, um, that when we're saved, when we're baptized, that we, the Holy Spirit indwells in us. The Spirit of God actually lives in us. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that's why Jesus' ministry then moves into action. Mm. Okay? Now, I believe that when you when you give your heart over to Jesus Christ, that is when the Holy Spirit indwells in you. Mm -hmm. Okay, because why why I believe that is because salvation is is surrendering your life to Christ. Baptism is simply an outward expression of your faith in Him. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you got to say? Why What is that face? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, are you upset about the dog over here? No. Okay. We've got dogs in the house today. I knew she was going to go out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's got the, She's got this new doggy door over there. She's loving it. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, back to the show. Sorry, we actually have people listening in. So, Our viewers are here with us right now. So They're some wise. Go, go through some wise. Some wise. Page oh, some six. Wise? Yeah. Hang on. I'm not on that. We might have covered a lot of them here oh, in our conversation. I, yeah, that's why I thought. Oh. Some wise. Yeah, there you go, the wise. In a, baptism is an expression of saving faith. There it is. See, an expression of saving faith. Uh -huh. It is not salvation. It's yes. an expression of faith. Okay, go ahead. 
That's fantastic. Baptism also identifies us with the body of Christ. Okay, yes. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Okay, and oh, in this one here, baptism gives public testimony yes. of the Holy Spirit's inward work yep. of washing away our sins. Fantastic. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, and I'm glad good. you brought that one up because uh -huh. that's critical. Okay. All right, that's critical. Because I don't do anything. I don't do anything, okay? There, I, and, and let me give you an example. Uh, and, and there, I don't know what you mean, you don't do anything. Well, what I mean by that is uh, that God, through the Holy Spirit, changes people's lives. Oh, I thought you meant you were just lazy. Not me. Well, I, <laughs> I, I am, uh, Serena would agree, my wife. Um, but you do nothing. I do nothing. Um, but so here's a true life testimonial story. A young lady at the age of, I, I believe she was around 14, 15 years old, um, in Manchester, hit by a vehicle, thrown 30-some feet away goes to the hospital, uh, her dear friend, was a dear friend of mine, says, Pastor Jay, need you to come up to the hospital, need you to pray for my friend. I said, okay, I get in my car, go up, rush to the hospital, get into the emergency room, pastor, like to go see this patient. The, the nurses say, hurry up, we're gonna go and we're gonna give, get her to surgery. So I go into the, the emergency room there, the ICU, and uh, I just ask really quick, is there anybody in here that doesn't believe that Jesus Christ is the God who heals today? And there were some people that didn't believe it. And so I asked them, could you please leave the room? So then after that, I lay hands on this young girl, um, you know, just her head. Um, and I pray a prayer of faith and healing. Mm -hmm. The girl walks out of the hospital a couple days later. Um, major injuries, healing walks out of the hospital a couple days later. She walked out? Walked out. Wow. Some people would say, oh, you know, Jay did that. No, the Holy Spirit through me mm -hmm. made this young girl whole again. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by the Christian, the believer, uh, the, the, the prayer of faith or miracle. The individual doesn't do a thing. It is the Holy Spirit through the individual's desire to surrender their life and be used by God. Mm -hmm. That's where people are transformed. When the friend called me, I said, yes, I surrendered my own needs, my own timeline. I got in the car and I went to the hospital mm -hmm. and I walked by faith, not by sight, that by praying to the God of creation, he would heal this young girl. Mm -hmm. And if it was his will, it would be done. And so she walked out of the hospital a couple days later. That Very is what, good. that's what that's talking about. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't do anything. Okay. <laughs> so we want to give you some scriptures that kind of back this up. I think we're getting close to the end of our podcast. Uh, I'm not being rude by uh, looking at text messages here. We're just trying to be really conscious of time. I think our last podcast went 50 some minutes. We're at the 26 minute mark. And so we want to try to keep our podcast to around 30 minutes. Um, so I just want to give you some scripture, right, to back this up. And the listener, you can research these yourself. Again, crosswalk.com, just do a quick search. What is baptism? And, and it'll tell you all kinds of different things about it. Really good, grounded, foundational information. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, I have read that one to you already. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith, in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, meaning Jesus Christ there. 
Mm-hmm. Powerful scripture right there. Yeah, that's there. a good one. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 through 6 says, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. And then we got Acts chapter twenty-two, sixteen. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up. Be baptized. Wash your sins away, calling on his name. Baptism is not needed for salvation. It's an outward expression of your faith in Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, his being buried, his being dead for three days, and then God the Father raising him from the dead. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 39 is also a very good story for you to take the time to read through because that um, that's a good story of Philip and the Ethiopian. Really good story there about the uh, about baptism. And so again, um, actually, I hope you learned a little bit of something about I did, baptism. Actually. This conversation was actually really helpful. I think you know, and it, I wasn't joking when Jake was in here earlier, and I said I really think you should join us today yeah. because we were Jake and I were having this conversation. We're going to be doing a baptism class in the next coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to be doing the actual baptism. It's really important that people understand what baptism is because, yeah. again, they just have this understanding that, oh, baptism is salvation, so I need to get ba- saved. It's not the action because if, if, if that were it, people would just get baptized for the sake of being baptized. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's the outward expression that says to the world, I'm following Jesus Christ and nothing else. I'm surrendering it all. But I feel like people have the wrong idea of it. They like do. even me, like you think, okay, you're a baby, you were baptized, so you're fine. Like you don't have to be baptized. That's exactly right. And I just feel like that's the wrong idea of what baptism is. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and again, when Jesus Christ was baptized in the Jordan and God said, This is my son in whom I'm well pleased, and the Holy Spirit descended, that's a representation of what true baptism is. Now again, that was the first time God had spoken to the people of Israel for some three to four hundred years. And they just ignored him. And they just, well, like anything, <laughs> some of them anyway. they, they philosophize, is that the word? They philosophize things. They, theolo- they theologically uh, challenge things. They, 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 they doubt, you know, so yeah. it, it's like, it's like us today. There's only, there's only, a sh- you know, I don't really know how many, what percentage you want to believe. Some people say that there's 26 or 32 percent of the world uh, is Christian, and then they say, "Well, if you really ask how many, what's the percentage of a true Christian?" Yeah. They may say, "Well, really, only one or two percent of the whole world's population." Yeah. So one or two of the whole world's population. I think there's like eight billion people in the world today. We're still following the historical patterns of our ancestors mm-hmm. in not believing what God the Creator has said through His Word the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So again, if, uh, if you want to learn more about baptism, go to crosswalk.com, uh, research some of these scriptures for yourself, see what we said. By the way, I did squeeze in the lie there, so hopefully you spotted the lie. Congratulations again, Deborah Delatus, Jeannie M. Morris, Maria, and Karen Gano for winning your prizes from weeks one to four. We'll put your, uh, your winnings in the mail. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, <laughs> and... Um, You'll hear us again on Friday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. If you uh, tune in to, where are we at? 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I usually YouTube. make that mistake. <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> YouTube. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Get, that's it, one you always get wrong. That's the Yeah, Apple Podcasts. I, I don't need... <laughs> right, that's an old, uh, no good. Uh, send Actually, a, we're anywhere that a podcast is. So oh, if, you're, if you have any type Who of knew? streaming... We're there. We are there. <laughs> but if you want to watch us, you can go on YouTube and go on Apples and Oranges. Just a reminder, if you spotted the lies, put it in the comments in YouTube or send it to aliveagaine at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.